Thanks so much for listening today. We hope that through this message, you are being filled with the grace and hope found in the person of Jesus Christ. If this message and ministry has made an impact on you in any way, be sure to let us know about it by emailing us at mystory@thefuelchurch.com. And even if you couldn't be here in person, be sure to check in with us on Instagram and Facebook to let us and others know that you are listening and growing with us here at Fuel Church. Every month through these check-ins, we are making a global difference. Now, let's jump into this week's message. Well, hey, we are in our series, Devoted Relationships. Have you been enjoying this series so far? And uh, I'm super excited because I'm going to invite my wife up here. We're going to tag team today, and uh, it's going to be fun. And uh, she's probably going to say some stuff. Not everything will be true about me that she says. <laughs> Disclaimer. Um, but uh, she gets, um, we get an opportunity to do this today. First service, I preached here, and then she was in Westfield preaching. And so she got in the car and got here quick. And I said, let's tag team for the rest of the services. And so we're just excited to do that today. Let's have a seat, babe. And um, you guys good today? All right. Thank you for being here. We, we are in uh, message number three of our Devoted Relationship Series, and we're in the second message of uh, talking about devoted marriages. Someone say marriages. marriages. And so um, uh, this message is not only for those who are married looking to strengthen and better your marriage, uh, but it's also for those who are single and desire one day to get married. Where are all my single people at? Come on now. How many are tired of the pastor calling out the single people? I do that because you may find your mate in here. I'm just saying. If you're single and ready to mingle, get in a group. You never know who you're going to meet. But uh, we want to prepare you, those who are single, uh, that desire one day to get married. We want to give you some tools and, and help you out. And so if you weren't able to grab um, la- or weren't able to be here last Sunday, grab the message on the podcast and believe it'll help you. And uh, Tara, our first vow that we talked about last week was this. I promise that God will be my first priority and my spouse will be my second. Someone say God first, God first. spouse second. And so we're looking at a few vows. How many know vows are important at a wedding? And uh, you pick out your vows. Some people write their vows. Well, God's word has some vows that can help guide us in our marriage. And so today we're going to look at another vow that is so important to us. And it's this. I promise to always pursue my two. Let's say that together. Ready? Read. I promise to always pursue my two. Pursue my two. Um, Tara, when you, when you and I started dating, and this was back 21 years ago, we'll celebrate 20 years of marriage this June 17th. Come on. And uh, I remember it was my last semester of Bible college, her first semester. And um, she, she, she just chased me down and pursued me. And I was like, I just want Jesus. Like, I just want to live for him. I'm not looking for a spouse. And she just knocking on my apartment door. Can you help me with my, you know, test I have coming up? She ain't coming over for me to help her with her test. 
And, First uh, of all, he called me and asked me to come to his apartment. Oh, to is help that how I went? Hand out some outreach flyers. Let's get it straight. <laughs> we did pursue each other, but I was probably the dominant one. Um, understand this when you're passionate about something, you pursue it. The passion is in the pursuit, right? And so if you're passionate, some of you guys are passionate about your cars and actually you love on your car more than you do your spouse. <laughs> you touch your car more than you do your spouse. You clean your car more than you do your own body for your spouse. Um, you talk to your car more than you do your spouse. And you're laughing, but a lot of you, that's the truth in your house. Um, and when you're passionate about something, you pursue it. Some of you love sports and not against sports, not against cars, but when they take the place of our spouse, it can become a problem and we're pursuing them more than our two. And, and that's what we're going to talk about today because we were in pursuit that we were dating. I, I left, I graduated Bible college. She stayed in Columbus, Ohio. I moved back to Kokomo and for about a year, we had a long distance relationship. How many had a long distance relationship before? Come on now. It's challenging, and so you'll pretty much do anything because you're in hot pursuit of her or him. So we would drive, meet halfway in Newcastle, play kissy face for about an hour, and then drive back, <laughs> right? Um, we would be on phone calls together till like you know two or three in the morning, and I would be like, "You hang up," and she'd be like, "No, you hang up." And be like, "Well, I love you more, so I'm not hanging up." Come on now, right? Um, cards and letters. I would send gifts, um, and then let me stand up for this one. Um, so if you were a if you were dating in the 90s, where all my 90s people at? Come on, if you're like if you're like 35, between 35 and like 45 or 50, um, you know about the 90s love songs, right? And so if you were a real OG, come on now, in the relationship, and you wanted to really score some points um, for all the millennials and the Z generation, you don't even know what I'm talking about. You have to Google this, but there was something back then called a cassette tape. And if you, were, if you were in hot pursuit of a girl, this is what you did with that blank cassette tape. You made a mixtape with love songs on it. What you know about that? You don't know about that. And let me tell you what, you want to score some major points, make a little mixtape, little lovey, lovey songs on it. Have songs like this, one of my favorites from Boys to Men. Although we go... To the end of the road. Look at that. Come on, sing it from your heart because your pastor can't sing. And, it, and, it, and I would have songs like, I will always love you from Whitney Houston. What you know about that? Come on, when she would hit that range, nothing like I will always love you. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. What you know about the bodyguard? You don't know about that. Y'all need to watch a movie. Y'all need to watch a movie. What you know about this song? When a man loves a woman. Oh, Michael Bolton with that hair. His hair flowing, the locks just springing up while he's singing. When a man loves a woman. What about, what about this? This is for somebody. This I promise you by NSYNC. You don't get much better than that, folks little boy band action. And this is one that everybody had on their love song mixtape. 
It was this. Everything I do, I do it for you. (laughs) Brian Adams, baby. Come on now. Come on. Your boy was scoring points. Your boy was getting kissy face all over once a mixtape dropped. My other friend's trying to drop a rap mixtape. I'm over here making love songs like, what's up? Mama didn't raise no fool. What do you think about that, babe? It's pretty good, right? Yeah, but the worst would always be when you got the cassette tape and then like the tape got tangled and it was like on your favorite song. It was like the worst. Well, you got to grab the pencil. (laughs) Y'all don't even know. Ben knows. Y'all ain't ready. (laughs) Teenagers are confused right now. All we know is iTunes, Spotify. But but the reason the reason I pursued her in this dating relationship is she was mine, but she wasn't mine yet, but I wanted to make her mine. You know what I'm saying? Because by nature, by nature, we as humans, we pursue what we don't have. By nature, we pursue what we don't have. And that can be good or bad. That can be good or bad. And, and, and so what happens uh, when we get what we pursue, a lot of times in a marriage, what happens years later, we don't feel the love and the passion and the, the feelings that we once had because somewhere along the way, we got lazy. We stopped pursuing our two. Oh, I got her locked in. She's mine. I got him. I don't need to do all the stuff that it took when we were dating anymore. We're five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years in the marriage. I don't need to pursue him or her. And we get lazy. And then we look at the grass that's greener on the other side of someone else's marriage. Right? And if we want that, we're going to have to start watering our own grass. We're going to have to start doing things that we used to do. And our scripture, Tara, why don't you read our scripture that we looked at last week? Yeah, our scripture is in Genesis 2, verse 24, and it says, That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. I love that word united there. It means cling, to adhere. It also means to catch by pursuit. To catch by... Do you guys need seats in the back? I got four seats up here. Are you guys just chilling? You good standing? We're standing room only today, guys. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. I just want to make sure everybody's good. To catch by pursuit. Someone say to catch. catch. By pursuit. It means to pursue hard with affection and devotion. Right? United, united. So you leave your father and mother and you cleave to your spouse. You leave to cleave. You leave to cleave. Leave to cleave. Beaver the cleave. And, and no, I'm just kidding. Leave it to beaver cleaver. Um, and and so, so we, a lot of times in a marriage, we stop pursuing because we wrongly believe, I'm good, I already have him or her. Right? Mm-hmm. right? Yep. I, like like I, I already did all that stuff while we were dating, and now that I'm married, I don't have to do that stuff. Yeah, but here's the thing. If <clears throat> at some point you were fighting to make the person yours so that, in a sense, someone else wouldn't take them, even in marriages, we see so many marriages fall apart because you get lazy and you stop pursuing one another. If you stop pursuing your spouse, someone else is going to pursue them. Oh. Someone else is going to put a value on them that you haven't, you've lost the value for. And so 
Um, you need to make sure that they know that they are valued in your life and you need to do those things. Go back. Don't nag them. Don't, we can criticize each other a lot because we know everything between each other's toes. We see the good, the bad, and the ugly. But sometimes we can pick out all the negative things, the things that annoy us, the pet peeves, the, and critique each other and things that bother us that we forget to go back to the reasons of why we fell in love or why we really wanted to be with this person and commit our lives to this person. Yeah. So make sure you're pursuing them. And a common thing we hear is, well, I don't feel in love anymore. I don't feel like we're in love like we used to be. And let me just encourage you with this. Stop following your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Our culture celebrates feelings over truth, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Just look at social media. You know you always have an opinion, but you don't always have to share it. Stop looking foolish on social media. Right. Fighting battles that you weren't called to fight. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was free. Um, Oh, well, let me just say this too. On social media, you don't have to post about a relationship every five minutes to validate oh, you that don't? you're good. Uh-uh. I don't have to say I'm in love no, with you every day no, no, on social media no. so people will think we're in love. Sometimes people will do it on social media, but they forget to do it to each other in person. So Word. make sure this is good. Word. So, so our culture celebrates feelings, but can I tell you love is not a feeling? Right. You know what love is? It's a truth and it's an action. Yeah. The truth is God loved you. The action is he gave his only son. For you and I. God so loved you and I that he gave. He, he showed his love by action. So, so feeling, feelings come and go. If you are living by your feelings, you are living a very shallow, empty life. Hmm? You need to start pursuing your two. So let me talk to the men. I said, let me talk to the men. Are you out there, men? Grunt if you're out there. Yeah, there we go. We got the dog pound over here. (laughs) Men, when's the last time you took her out on a date besides February 14th or your anniversary? Well, we just don't date anymore. We don't have time. No, you make time for what you value. You have time to go with the boys and work on cars and tear transmissions out and be a grease monkey. Come on now. You have time to go to the movies with your girls and go sip on lattes at Starbucks. But when's the last time you went out on a date? When's the last time, guys, in the same day, you shaved and showered? (laughs) Right? I mean, when's the last time you cleaned out your car? Like, you remember when you were dating and the car had to be washed and cleaned on the inside before you picked her up? When's the last time you said, baby, get ready. I'll be back in an hour to pick you up. Be ready. And I'll pick you up at our house. And we... You laugh because you don't do it. That's why you ain't getting fireworks at 10 o'clock at night like me. And you ain't. Holla at your boy. And you don't have to spend a lot of money. Let's just say it that way because we've been in different seasons where we've had little kids. We've had different stuff, you know, and finances have been tight. But you can pack a picnic. You can go somewhere. You can do something. Yeah. You can do whatever you (laughs) want. Um, And, you know, it's not about, like, having to spend a lot of money. It's about spending the quality time that you're making them a priority. I know for us, we have to make each other a priority because if we don't schedule in something during the week, even if it's just, like, a breakfast, it could be even just making breakfast at home after the kids will go to school and we just sit and talk, whatever. It could be going to do something, going out. Sometimes we grab lunch and then we run errands together and do stuff. But the thing is, like, you have to make each other a priority. And if you don't schedule it in, life will schedule everything else in and become a priority. And this will get put on the back burner. 
and then it will fall to pieces. You know, ladies, don't forget too, like, I know I've been in the stages of life when you have little kids and different things and stuff, but sometimes you gotta take off the jogger sweatpants, take off the messy bun, you gotta put on some mascara, put you on some lashes, whatever you gotta do, get your nails done, get your hair did, I don't stilettos. care what it is. <laughs> well, maybe not stilettos, but oh. <laughs> I'll break my ankle. <laughs> I'm just saying, they always work. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, dress yourself up, look nice. Think of how long you used to take to get ready before he would pick you up when you'd go on a date. And now, like, you barely do anything, you know? And the thing is, like... Go buy a new still, outfit. Whatever. You still TJ gotta Maxx, change it up. TJ Maxx, $10. Whatever. Shoot, Dear you, Lord. Shoot, you can go to Goodwill and get something, put it with something else new. You can do that. Come on. I you mean, can you on ain't a bought a new outfit in 30 years. <laughs> but just do You're something You're wearing the same nice. lingerie from 40 years ago. <laughs> Dear God, the moss all ate it up and everything. <laughs> Y'all, Walmart even sells lingerie, so come on. <laughs> but do something else. Take care of yourself, too, because if you're not, and you don't have to be the prettiest person. I'm not saying that. You don't have to be all dialed up. But the thing is, like, if you're not keeping his attention and, and guarding his attention, somebody else is going to walk past and grab his attention. Mm. So you preach. don't just want his attention, but you want his heart. And so it's very important that you know how your husband operates. Men are visually stimulated. That's just the way God created them to be. And because God wanted them to be able to hunt us down and want to spend the the rest of their lives with a woman. And so um, we have to make sure that, you know, there's even been seasons where women, our weight goes up and down, things and stuff go like this. We have little kids. We don't have time to take care of ourselves. But Work on whatever you can work on. Work with what you got, man. Work with what you got, whatever season you're in, you know, and just do something to make yourself feel good um, and be the best you that you can be. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. And here's the thing, guys. No one ever gets married and says, one day I want to have a real bad marriage. Right. One day, maybe eight years down the road, I want to get a divorce and we'll have two kids and we can go every other week and watch them. And then I want to get a divorce and split everything. One day I want to lose all the intimacy that we have right now. No one ever says that. No one ever says that. We have good intentions, don't we? We have good intentions. We love each other enough to stand before our family and our friends and make a vow to them, make a vow to God. But what happens? Life wears us out. Life goes through seasons. We get tired. We can get overwhelmed. And, and, and sometimes, you know, you throw in the kids in there. Come on, you got one kid. You can manage two. Okay, we, we can play defense and offense. But you get three, it throws everything off. And for those of you who got four kids and five kids and six, I pray for you. There's a few families in here that got 10 kids. Y'all are crazy. I don't know how you do it. But we're praying for you. But, but, but we all have good intentions when we start out. But then what happens? Life happens. Life happens. And life is not always easy. It's ups and downs. And, and what, do you, what do you do? What do you do when you, you want to show love, but you sim- simply don't do it? You want to pursue your two, but you simply don't do it because after a period of time, you're just like, this is too much work. This is too much work. And can I tell you, Marriage is spelled W-O-R-K. If you think you're gonna put on cruise control in your marriage, you're mistaking. You're you're destined for destruction if you're not gonna pursue your two. You're destined for it. You gotta put in work. You know, it's amazing. We put all this work into a wedding. 
We put all this money and all this time, all this detail from the colors to the, the desserts and the cake, the icing and the filling and what kind of cake it's going to be to what, what gifts we're going to get for our groomsmen and our bridesmaids to where we're going to get married and where's going to be the, the reception. We put all this detail, but we put very little effort into a marriage. And that's all done for one day. One day. Prepare for one day. One day. But so not prepare so we prepare lives. for the wedding, but not for the marriage. Mm-hmm. We prepare for the wedding, but not for the marriage. We prepare for the wedding and spend thousands of dollars, but we won't get premarital counseling. We won't get godly premarital counseling. We have one of the best premarital counselings in this city that we partner with, Preserve Marriages. Unbelievable. That's why we don't do premarital counseling from any of our staff pastors, because we partner with the best in our community. They're the best. And so if you're going to get married by us, you're going to go through that now. We're not going to marry. We don't do shotgun weddings. And, and listen, I'm not shaming anybody who had a shotgun wedding, but the stats really aren't in your favor. Like you meet somebody and a week later you want to get married. There's, there's probably a few red flags, maybe 10, maybe a thousand <laughs> red flags for that. And maybe you're an exception and you did that and you're happily married 20, 30 years later. That's an exception to the norm, but usually shotgun weddings don't last long. I mean, Regular weddings, marriages don't last long. 50% of the marriages within this church, that's what the stats say, won't last. But we're trying to switch that here at Fuel Church. We're trying to be a, be a, not be in that stat, amen? And we're gonna have to pursue our two. So Tara, let's give them a few points. We're, we're already, time is winding down here. Let's give them a few points. Why don't you read the first one, how we can close that gap between our intentions and the actions of pursuing our two. Yeah, the first one is when you think something good, say it. And I think this is so important because this is something that I had to learn in marriage too was a lot of times I would think, oh, man, he's doing such a great job. Or, and this is in any relationship, not even just marriage too, but I would think, oh, well, they know that. They know I appreciate them. Oh, they know this. They know that. But sometimes I'd be like, oh, he looks really handsome today. Like, say it in the moment. Don't let the moment pass you by because sometimes it's something they need to hear today. And sometimes they need that, that affirmation. They need to hear that, um, that you're validating them, that you care about them, that you're still attracted to them, that you notice that they're going the extra mile. And I know that was something that I didn't used to do, and it's something that I've learned, even just saying thank you. Like, you make my coffee for me every single morning when we go to work, and it's already in my Fuel Yeti cup, and you got my vitamins sitting right on top because he knows I'm terrible at taking vitamins. And he'll put them right on top. And for me, I'll say thank you for making my coffee, even though he does it every day. Just like sometimes I'll just be like, thank you, thank you. Because it's just those important things that you need to remind each other to value one another. And so say it when you think of something good. Yeah, and our scripture, Hebrews 3.13, but encourage one another when? Today. When? Today. Every day. Every day, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Listen, when you encourage one another in a marriage, it keeps sin out of your marriage. Mm-hmm. So that's what the word just said. Right, right. The word don't lie. Mm-hmm. Listen, guys, pursue her with words of affection. Yeah. Can I talk to the guys real quick? Mm-hmm. Then she's gonna talk to the ladies. Where are all my guys at? Grunt at me. There you go, there you go. <laughs> guys, listen. Guys, we have 7,000 words a day to speak. The ladies have 20,000. <laughs> now listen, if you use all your 7,000 at your job for your coworkers and your friends, you get home, you have zero words to speak. You're in trouble. 
You're in trouble. And that's why guys sit on the lazy boy when you say, what do you want for dinner? Uh, they're out of words. <laughs> they're, they're out, ladies. What are you watching? Uh, where are the kids at? Uh, that's all we know how to do. We're at, we, we already said our 7,000 words. And so, guys, we need to pursue her with words of affection. Here, here we go. Pursue her with non-sexual affection. All the ladies, that's all the ladies clapping. Watch, 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 watch. Some are saying, what does that mean, Jacob? <laughs> Here we go. Um, it means it's non-sexual. Pursue her with affection that is non-sexual. Are you with me? Here's the thing. Guys can make anything sexual. I mean, it's like our gift, right? I mean, it, it's like our spiritual gift, we think. So the lady says, we need to rotate the tires on the car. The guy says, I'll rotate your tires, baby. <laughs> I mean, we make everything sexual. The lady says, the lady says uh, will you help me load the dishes? Well, I'll load your dishes, honey. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean, I'll load your I don't get it. We're crazy. We make everything sexual. But listen, listen, listen. It's the way God wired our brains. Now, that can be a good thing or a bad thing. But we need to learn to show her affection with non-sexual references. Okay? We, we, we need to do that. Because here's the thing. Men, men are hunters. Women are gatherers. Men are hunters, so they want to pursue something. They want the trophy. Come on now. They, they are hunters. We love a challenge, so the process of conquest is important to us. Women, they are gatherers. What are they doing every day? They're gathering the words that you say. Oh, yeah. They're storing them in their mind. They're gathering the affection you gave them, and they're storing it somewhere. They are gathering the good deeds you have done, and they're keeping it, and they're remembering everything, especially around 10 o'clock at night when you say, let me rotate your tires. It's so true. Like, um, you know... Men, let me just tell you, what you say to your wife will make or break who she is. And it's so true that, I'm not going to lie, us women, we keep a secret tally in our heads. That throughout the day, like your tone of voice, the way you talk to us, or different things or stuff, you know, it, <clears throat> we, we take longer to get moved to intimacy. And so when you use words of affirmation, when you use things like that, um, it helps us to connect with you as men. Ladies, pursue your husbands. Pursue them with words of affirmation too. I think it's important too to um, know your love language with your spouse too. Um, some people, it's words of affirmation. They just need to hear that they're doing a good job, that you love them, that you appreciate them, that they look nice, things like that. Um, because your words have power. And no matter if your husband or your spouse is in a place where maybe you think that they should be, the thing is, 
Begin to speak those things over them. Begin to speak those things to them because your words have power in their life. Um, and I think that's so important that, you know, a lot of times, as soon as we get in the car after we leave on a Sunday, he'll say, hey, how do you think today was? How'd the message go? And I know in those moments, he's being vulnerable and he's opening his heart because he knows I will be the most honest person with him. And I will say, that was a great message. Or he knows even before he asked me, if I'm like, man, that was so good. Like to him, like that's all he needed. Because as long as I know him as Jacob outside of Pastor Jacob, that I'm like, man, that was really great, honey. Like I loved when you said this, that those words of affirmation, I know those speak to his heart in a greater way than anything else. And so as women, we need to make sure that we're not defeating the men in our lives by the words we say. Oh, you never do this or this or that. And just your tone of voice, don't be a nag. In the scriptures in Proverbs, it says uh, a wife... Um, who nags all the time. It's like a dripping faucet. Have you ever had a dripping faucet? Drip. It's the most annoying sound Drip. ever. You want to make it Drip. just like stop. Drip. Don't make your husband Drip. be like, oh my gosh, Drip. make her stop. Make him stop. <laughs> and so make sure that, you know, yeah, we need to help each other, but it's the way you approach one another, you know, to become better. And so I think you need to guard your word, build him up. Who's going to become who you want him to become by what you say. Make him feel confident. You know, make him know that you believe in him. I think that's so important. He wants to know, do you believe in me today? Like, do you believe in him today? If you, if I say, I believe in you today, honey, I know you feel like you're going to be able to go out and conquer the world today. And I know that if you tell me you love me today, that helps me know that I can right. go out and conquer the so, world too. So ladies, boil down this point, and then we're running out of time, but we're going to go into overtime today. Um, ladies, he wants to know. Here's what he wants to know every single day. Do you believe in me today? Whether he shows it or not, whether he acts macho and strong and tough around his boys, he wants to know, do you believe in me today? Tell him you believe in him. Tell him you're the only one that I'm looking at. Come on now. Show him that. Men, she wants to know, do you love me today? Do you love me today? She needs to know that on a daily basis. Point number two. Point number one was what? When you think something good, what do you do? Point number two, we're going to move fast through these. When you think something special, do it. Do it. Do something special. Guys, how about you get off work early and surprise her one day? How about you don't even tell her? How about, guys, you actually give the kids a bath yourself? I know you've never done that. Experience that, right? How about you clean the house and do the dishes without being asked? Do something special. How about you send her flowers? Because let me tell you what women want. They want flowers sent to their job so all the girls can see they got flowers. <laughs> Ladies, can I get an amen? amen? They want everyone else to see that they got flowers from their man. How about you send her flowers? How about you write a card? Come on now. God, what can the guys do, Tara? Hey, even simple things like the other day I got in the car and, the, and I knew the car was going to be empty on gas. I was the next one to take it. You filled up my gas tank and I, I did. didn't have to be out in the I cold. I fill your gas tank up any day, baby. Thank you, babe. <laughs> hey, I said it last week. I said last week, there ain't nothing sexier than a man with a broom or with a vacuum in his hand. Let me tell you all. Can I get an amen, ladies, right? Hey. But you know, what the, you know what the sexiest thing about a man is when he loves Jesus with all of his heart? Mm. When, I, when I see him and spend time in his prayer time and I see him spend time in the word, outside of just studying and preparing, but because he's a Christ follower first and that he loves Jesus and that he wants to lead our family and me first more than fuel church or anything, to me, 
that makes me respect him. He doesn't have to ask for my respect. I respect him and I love him because I know that he's trying to love me with the love of Christ. I think that's the biggest thing. And here's the thing. What's not celebrated in your life will eventually leave your life. And someone else will celebrate them. So you can celebrate it now. You can pay the money to go get a hotel in Indy or Chicago. That's just too much money. Divorce court's more. Divorce court's more. You can pay now or pay later. You can value and prioritize. Well, I'm busy. We work two jobs. We have three or four kids. We do this. Listen, we're busy too. Probably busier than most of you, to be honest with you. Just to be real, we have to make time. We have to make it a priority to do our weekly dates. We have to take time to talk to each other. And the last point is, when you want something different, be it. Stop complaining about your spouse is not and be what you want them to become. Well, he doesn't pray. He doesn't seek God. He has no spiritual temperature at all. He's cold as ice. You start raising the spiritual temperature. You start being faithful to God's house. Well, he, he says he's not only gonna, gonna come and, nah, 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 and he won't tithe. You start tithing. You start serving and watch what God will do. Yeah, and let me encourage some of you that have spouses maybe that are not saved or maybe don't attend church with you is don't shove Jesus down their throat and preach at them all the time to appear more spiritual than them because that will turn them off more than anything. But love them with the love of Christ right where they're at because that's what's gonna draw them to see that there's a change in you. There's something in you and find ways that you can connect with them. Maybe they won't come to church, but maybe they'll do like a marriage book with you, or maybe they'll do something with you. Um, find ways outside of church to connect with them. If maybe they've been jaded or they've been hurt by church, or maybe they're just not, you know, they don't want to be with God right now in a relationship, make your relationship with them strong and that will help draw them to God. So don't try to be the Holy Spirit. And and I'm all for hobbies and you guys hanging out with friends and doing stuff and working out and doing all that fun stuff. But, but take time for her, take time for him. Sometimes we're, we give more time to our group of friends and our little hobby group than we do our spouse. And that's not, that's the wrong priority. It's God first, spouse second, kids, and then others, right? We laugh more, we compliment people more than we do our spouse. And so if you want something different, be it, be it, be it. So our vow today is this, as we wrap up, let's say it together. I promise to always pursue my two. One more time. I promise to always pursue my two. Bow your heads with me. Close your eyes. Lord, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for speaking to our hearts as couples, married couples, as dating couples, engaged couples, as single people, desiring one day to get married. We thank you, Lord, that you are uniting us, that we will not be a statistic. We will break the mold of the culture the lies of the culture when it comes to our relationships. And we will have devoted relationships, devoted, faithful, and loyal relationships, God. Speak to our hearts how we can be a better husband, better wife. Speak to our hearts how we can pursue our two. Let us start doing it today. Let us write it down today. Let us talk today about how we're going to get better at this. Let us not just be hearers of this message, but doers of it today. 
We thank you for it in Jesus' name. While your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I want to invite somebody into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Every time we meet, tons and tons of people are giving their life to Christ. And maybe you're here today and you're far from God. You're disconnected from that relationship. Maybe it's the first time you've been in church in a long time. Or maybe you're here today and you've, you used to serve God, but it, it's time to surrender once again to him. Make him the Lord of your life. That means the ruler. That means, I, God, I give you everything in my life. Maybe you gave him part of your life, but today you're going to give him everything. Well, every head is bowed and eyes are closed. We're going to pray with you in just a moment. We're not here to embarrass you or to call you up front or anything like that. But it's very important that you say this prayer and mean it with your heart. So before we pray, you say, Jacob, that's me. Include me in on this prayer of salvation. Include me in on rededicating my life to Christ. Would you just do me a favor and throw that hand up and then you could put it right down. Throw it up real quick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Throw it up. Come on all over the auditorium. Throw it up. If you're unsure about your eternity, if you were to take your last breath today, do you know where eternity is for you? If you're unsure, if it's heaven or hell, please throw up that hand. I want to make sure you're right with God. It's a very serious question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hands up in every section. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Hands up everywhere. Anyone else before we pray? Thank you. I see that hand. Just shut up. Yep. Anyone else? See your hand in the very back. Thank you. Let's pray today, church. Say, Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Come live in me, and I will live for you. I believe you died on the cross for my sins to give me eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Fuel Church, put your hands together. Once again, thanks for joining us for this week's message. If you would like to know more about us, be sure to visit us at thefuelchurch.com. It's also here where if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can click on the online giving tab. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we hope and pray you have a blessed week.